Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. We have an incredibly timely episode on some really important issues on this show, so we're going to dive right into it. Welcome. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. Running the board for us, Michael Geronimo Arpaio, producer Jamie Erker, the mighty one. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We're very thankful we're not getting all the government we are paying for. So breaking news, Oklahoma votes against legalizing recreational marijuana. What is going on? I thought this was inevitable. I thought this was the great wonder drug. First, it was supposed to be the great wonder drug that was going to cure everything. If you go back to Colorado 2012 ballot, marijuana was a godsend to end all of our problems and provide a lot of tax revenue for us. We were going to pave our streets with gold. We were going to get rid of cartels. The homeless would disappear. Drug addiction would disappear. In fact, these were actual promises they made that if we legalize recreational marijuana, people would not be using opioids as much. That kind of fell through. (laughs) So from the Washington Post, voters in Oklahoma on Tuesday rejected a measure to legalize the recreational use of marijuana, a defeat that marks a significant setback for the marijuana legalization Movement. The defeat came five years after state voters approved the drug for medical purposes. Oklahoma, one of the most conservative states in the country, would have been the 22nd state to allow recreational use of marijuana in November. Voters in five states considered similar measures. Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota all voted no, while Maryland and Missouri voted yes. Oklahoma's state question 820 would have allowed adults over the age of 21 to buy marijuana from licensed sellers and establish a tax on the proceeds. It it also would have permitted some marijuana-related convictions to be expunged. The measure faced opposition from Republican lawmakers, including U.S. Senator James Langford, a good friend of Colorado Christian University and speaker at the Western Conservative Summit, along with Governor Kevin Stitt, who spoke last year at the summit. Langford urged Oklahomans to vote no, saying the state had already seen marijuana use skyrocket, quote, hurting our communities and families. So to give us analysis on this is the chief of staff at Smart Approaches to Marijuana, Jamie Zerby. Jamie, thanks so much for joining the show. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. So, Jamie... What happened in Oklahoma? I thought marijuana legalization was inevitable, and we were just all old-timey people, prohibitionists that needed to abandon our ways. So what happened in Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Like, we've been told for years that this is inevitable, but I think really what's happening is people are seeing what's happening in states like Colorado and Oregon and California, and they're seeing the spike in you know, youth use rates. They're seeing the spike in, you know, cannabis-induced psychosis, and they're seeing spike in crime, spikes in, you know, the illicit market is not going anywhere, and they're seeing what other states are doing, and they're, you know, saying, well, we don't we don't want that in our state. I don't want that, all that negative stuff for, what, pennies on the dollar that's not even going to be a one-for-one 
free tax dollars. It's, you know, you you guys at CCU did a great study several years ago that showed how, you know, a, out of every dollar that Colorado brings in, they spend $4.50 offsetting the effects of marijuana legalization. So the taxes are not bringing in lots of money. The black market isn't going away. People are not getting uh, any more access to recovery or help. More people are using it. You know, people are not stupid. People are looking this, at this and saying, well, this is we're not doing this for our state. We don't want this here. You know, one of the most interesting components of all of this is that they kind of believe that if we commercialize it, we're going to professionalize the market. Uh, this is going to basically become no difference than maybe buying a soda or a pack of cigarettes at the convenience store. But in a in a history, in an industry that has a strong history of just kind of growing this in your backyard, buying it from, you know, the guy down the street or, you know, back behind your house or whatever it is. And then when you commercialize and professionalize it, you bring all these restrictions on it and regulations on it. So that drives up the cost of it. And it just never worked out, right? So even like in California now, they haven't been able to defeat the black market to the point where the state government has to subsidize the legal market. And and so it just never worked. And the result being you, you kind of have now more drugs out there, more illegal activity, more cartel activity, more black market drugs, right? Is that, is that what smart approaches to marijuana is seeing out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. You know, this this whole thing, it's like, you know, I have a government degree. And so I look at this from the perspective of, you know, good policy is only good if it works in reality, because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things sound sound great, but don't work. And unfortunately, for a lot of people in the U.S., marijuana legalization is one of those things. It sounds like it's going to solve all of these problems, but it never works. It has never worked in any of the states where it's legal. And we've been doing this now for, you know, a decade. And so if if it was going to be so great, then it would have certainly happened by now. But it right. hasn't. Where, where, where's the example of where communities are flourishing as a result of following this policy, right? <laughs> Sorry to cut you that's off. That's the thing. No, you're totally fine. You're exactly right. Communities are not, you know, flourishing with this. People are, people are, like I said, people are seeing the real effects of this and states are trying to roll some of this back. But you're, you're right. Uh, you know, opening up a legal industry has not, you know, it's not a let's legalize it, then tax it and regulate it. It's really opened up a lot of opportunity for huge, massive corporations, yeah. tobacco companies, alcohol companies, pharmaceutical companies to come in and to create another addiction for profit industry and to addict the next generation of kids to another substance. Because kids these days aren't using cigarettes. Like, everybody knows that if you go into a high school and you tell them that, you know, you shouldn't smoke a cigarette, everyone will look at you like you've got four heads. Of course, they know that. But now there's this alternative that's being presented in marijuana, and marijuana is not doesn't have the same effects on the body that alcohol, cigarettes, um, has and it also doesn't you know we don't have a cultural connection to it like the way we do alcohol and so it's that's really the next opportunity for money making is what these companies are looking at 100 percent, she's got it right jamie zerby of smart approaches to marijuana she's the chief of staff to this great organization that is really providing the intellectual 
approach back towards good policy on marijuana, right? So if you go to learnaboutsam.org, learnaboutsam.org, you can connect with these folks. And you get this kind of often kind of pushback that, well, you just want to be prohibitionist. Look at how awful prohibition was in the, I think it was the 20s, and you, you created greater crime. There's a lot of kind of specious arguments made around that. But the the I think tobacco is the greatest example of how you don't necessarily have to restrict something to make it unpopular, right? So people often ask me, well, do you want to go back to making marijuana illegal? I think that's a really tall mountain to climb. But we've seen how our culture can respond to quality education about these issues, right? So if, if people understand what this does to your body, I think most people go, I don't want that to be a part of that. They saw that with tobacco. And, and so they, they kind of self-restricted and practice self-responsibility. And, and we didn't have to have this big fight over legal, illegal, regulation, non-regulation, all that stuff. And I think that becomes the right approach. Jamie, thoughts? Absolutely. I was having a conversation recently with somebody who had said that, you know, well, this seems to be a lost cause, as we've already said. And they said, think about it this way. You know, this this person was, was, in, their, was in their 70s. And I said, when you were born, your mother, the advice given to your mother might have been that it's totally fine to smoke cigarettes while pregnant. Now, if a doctor told a pregnant woman that, they would lose their medical license. I mean, that's how differently we look at cigarettes compared to, you know, 70 years ago. So I think we will see a turn in that in marijuana because I think the more that people are impacted by this and the more that people are waking up and people are seeing that, you know, their kids are suffering, it's, you know, I tell people what I do and it's it's very rare that I don't get a response of, oh, my goodness, you know, my son, my nephew, my cousin has, you know, been using marijuana and, you know, personality has changed or, you know, they had a psychotic episode and they don't, they don't, you know, they're just never going to be the same or, you know, they've had an issue with it or whatever. And it's, it's happening more and more. And people are seeing that this, that they've really been sold, you know, up the river and that this, you know, these promises are just not, you know, they're just not being fulfilled. Friends, we're talking with smart approaches to marijuana about breaking news coming out this week in Oklahoma. An effort to legalize marijuana failed 62 percent against 38 percent. The proposals backers said that it would generate hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenue, help address racial disparities in marijuana related convictions. That's not true either. Colorado has demonstrated that. And further regulate the industry. Governor Stitt celebrated the win Tuesday night. I believe this is the best thing to keep our kids safe and for our state as a whole, he said, after the defeat was projected, the Washington Post reporting. He went on to say, I remain committed to protecting Oklahomans, and my administration will continue to hold bad actors accountable and crack down on illegal marijuana operations. Organizers for Yes on 820, the campaign to regulate and tax recreational marijuana, said in an email that legalization is not a question of if, the question is of when. Is that true? We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. Is marijuana legalization nationally inevitable? I don't think so. And the good folks from Smart Approaches 
to marijuana are going to give us the details as to why. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back. <laughs> 